Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 173rd episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those legends at Audio-Technica. I am your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8bit. And joining me today, the only person that matters here at the Hungry Gamers, Miss Ellie Hart. You can find her at Miss Ellie Hart. How are you doing this morning? I've got to say, being consistently on the podcast and being reliable gets me the best compliments ever. Mm-hmm. As they say in uh, they say in life, the best ability is availability. Damn, get that on a shirt. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> nah, it's uh, Dreamo uh, seems to have succumbed to the the pokey flu. Uh, we were chatting to him in the early hours of this morning, and between uh, I don't know. Route two and and Route eleven or whatever it might have been, he has uh, lost his voice in a in a fierce battle with uh, one of them little corgi Pokemon, and um, yeah, we don't know where he's at now. Probably uh, licking his wounds after after losing to just a random sort of generic grass based Pokemon um, mm. after that corgi fight. So yeah, it's just the it's just the A team, uh, Dreamo. We'll see you next week, hopefully. Uh, just get good, mate. Um, but yeah, we're here. One seventy three, Saturday morning. Friday afternoon, the sun is shining. It is hot as balls here in Queensland. Like it is peak bushfire season across the whole country at the moment, which is really scary because it's not even summer. Oh, it's been horrifying to see from over the states, like how like out of control. I don't think I've witnessed the bushfires in Australia this bad since like bloody years now. Like personally, anyway. But yeah, and it's it's happening earlier. Like it's not even sort of that. So January time when it's sort of the hottest part of, of the year. So mm-hmm. I'm really scared to see what happens over Christmas and New Year as far as where these sort of fire concerns elevate themselves towards because yeah, it is it is bonkers at the moment. Like there's been like four or five people have passed away in these fires. Like hundreds of houses have been burnt down, like hundreds of thousands of hectares of ground and I don't know if you saw, obviously, you wouldn't get all the local news of what's happening here back your way, but like a lot of these fires, as they always are, are started by bloody kids and teenagers. Really? So I'm just happy they've actually caught a few of them this year and they're going to sort of um, take them through the, the, the youth legal system and get them in the according amount of trouble, which is good because, um, yeah, there's people's lives, their livelihood, their possessions. It's all, you know, it's gone and it's it's terrifying. It really is. Like I was... I was in Canberra for the Canberra bushfires and um, mm-hmm. my partner at the time, uh, her family lost their house in those bushfires. And I remember driving around Canberra and it was like we were in the apocalypse. Like it was this black and blood red sky just everywhere. It was mm-hmm. insane. So I can only imagine how it's like going through it again with some of these people in these more rigid environments that seem to be battling these elements year after year. Yeah, that's just a horrible circumstance and like especially, you know, if it does get worse, especially over the holiday season, it's a million times better. Like people are driving around, they're trying to see family and then sometimes people get stranded. 
the last major bushfires that I experienced. So I decided to head down south of New South Wales and I ended up getting evacuated in Sussex Inlet. Oh, damn. And yeah, like, and we were actually evacuated because the only road out of Sussex Inlet was covered in fire. So technically we were screwed. Yeah, it's, it's, and fire is so unpredictable. Like, mm-hmm. It's it's just this element that just has a, a mind of its own. Like you watch it, the way it moves and jumps and sort of just dances across everything. Like it's it's terrifying. So I, you know, hat off to to all the firefighters, full time volunteer or otherwise, because it's terrifying seeing what these these people have to go through to try and you know keep these people safe. But you know, mm. we're getting a lot of love, and I think we've had a few international sort of fire fighting agencies come across some from the united kingdom and america and you know to get involved and help out but um yeah yeah, summer's going to be very scary over here i think yeah hopefully any of our listeners if you're in close to those circumstances just remember to stay safe and like no possession is worth the risk and just um yeah keep you and your loved ones safe 100% like if if you hear the evac go like don't be I'm gonna stay and save my house and keep it watered down with a hose just yeah follow what the experts say because yeah you can always get more possessions and yeah it's just not worth the risk no Mm. way no how dang yeah but I I guess on a a more more positive note um what have you been doing like what have you been playing I see you've watched something that I'm absolutely chomping at the bit yeah. to uh get amongst but disney plus still not here in australia as uh at time of recording on the the 16th of november i think we've got three days for it yeah, to come out i didn't actually realize there was such a big gap i think australia is what yeah next week you said and i believe mm-hmm. the united kingdom is like two weeks or three weeks away or something that i, I thought i read online and it's absolutely ridiculous like i i obviously had watched the series and i wasn't going to say anything about it just out of respect for spoilers but holy crap even media outlets are just so inconsiderate that the first episode people are already spoiling it they spoiled it within two days i've I've somehow avoided spoilers for it which i i I feel like i'm neo in the matrix dodging these spoilers because it you know comb twitter or whatever and you'll see something pop up and be like no nah, look away keep scrolling look away look away look away but so i'm still blank canvas with this mm. still extremely excited to see what see what they've done for it especially just um you know i saw on i think it might have been your instagram story where you were you sort of gave your closure and it was like you know fantastic episode can't can't wait mm-hmm. completely paraphrasing but it was extremely positive feedback and i'm like yes Bring it well, on. Well, it's definitely a subject that I've actually had with a few other fans of the Star Wars series who um, have maybe felt a bit kind of like let down or exhausted by the current like state of the Star Wars franchise, more specifically the movies and the Skywalker drama kind of stuff that we've been kind of pulled along through. So we've, I've, I personally kind of just felt really down about it and I was really hoping that this series was going to pick me back up. And so far, episode one has definitely picked me back up. I can't wait to watch episode two. There's a lot of things in there that are just like great. There's a lot of references in there. There's a very specific reference that uh, that's kind of just mentioned in passing at the start, which also makes nod to the um, Christmas special that uh, Ooh, <laughs> Mrs. that ill-fated one from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, like it, there's a lot of great elements into it. Quality-wise, it feels like a movie, like. 
like it feels like just it's, I think it goes for roughly an hour from what I remember so it's just like movie movie quality series and it has that western vibe that you've been kind of seeing um with all the like promotional stuff and it just it has it but it's not really in your face mm -hmm. so um it's very exciting it's very exciting to see how this goes and I really like the idea that um episodes are going to feature different directors so it should be good to see how like different directors and how that kind of also affects how the story will get translated so exciting times i can't wait for it like um i'm, I'm all about space westerns and bounty hunters and, mm. and this whole world that they're going to be creating and i'm just so excited and i'm, I'm hoping because yeah by the time this disney plus kicks into gear in australia the second episode should hypothetically be available so i, I should really be able to get it back to back guys it's it's pretty unfortunate I, I believe that we're getting another drop of an episode today in america so um yeah i they just hurry need to hurry up and give it to the other countries because spoilers are just yes. everyone's dropping them yeah so what's what's your f overall feeling so far with disney plus is it, is it a worthwhile investment you think there's enough content on there to to sort of justify the, the what is it? i think it's eight dollars australian for us over here or nine dollars australian it's nothing nothing too exuberant compared to some of these others yeah we've kind of got a plan here with a tv series um tv streaming service called hulu so you kind of get both in in a pack and with the espn as well nice. um yeah um weird combo that but <laughs> so in regards to paying for disney plus and what content it has on there um i gotta say that i tried it right on launch like and it was broken as hell i naturally the first thing i went for was actually the simpsons because they're gonna have all the episodes 30 of seasons yeah yeah and uh, unfortunately that was not working at all um everything was kind of broken uh but last night I actually went through and I noticed that everyone else is kind of creating their watch list. And I was going through the content and I was just like, huh, like, okay. A few familiar movies from like the past, like, you know, your classics, your Mighty Ducks, um, a goofy movie, like those sort of things. And a few of the uh, Disney movies that were locked up in the vault. So now you'll have access to it whenever you want. A few little cartoon animated series you got the x-men series yes, um you've got a few yes, marvel yes, series yes, you do. yeah so that's cool but overall i felt like i went through the list pretty quickly um and and i know this is going to be like a no duh kind of situation but it felt very juvenile like a lot of the content that was in there a lot of the filler um a lot of stuff that definitely wasn't from my generation probably someone maybe five years younger than me i don't know but five years younger than me might be a bit more familiar with like you know your high school musical yeah and, and like that's so raven and all that kind of nonsense yeah that sort it's of like, stuff yeah, i was past that even stevens and mm. yeah i think yeah i think and i've also come to realize that i thought Australia pretty much got a good decent amount of anything that was released in America. Oh boy, did we not? <laughs> we missed out on a lot. Yeah. So it it seems like, like it's almost that like early adopter feel where it's like, yeah, you're at the ground floor, you're feeling good, you're you're a card carrying member of Disney Plus, but it's certainly the future is what's to get excited about all that sort of Marvel exclusive content, you know, the the Loki show and the um, Falcon and winter soldier show and things like that all those shows that are coming and coming, like you know, yeah. she hulk and you know miss marvel hawkeye. and things yeah. yeah hawkeye as well like i think that's 
that's the real exciting period for, for Disney Plus. But you're just getting in early to say, man, I got you, I got you back, Disney. So as if they need the money, but like, yeah, I'm in. I'm experiencing some of that nostalgia, scratching that X Men cartoon itch because that's what I'm going to be about. I'm going to sit Arch down and, and show him that, and, and hopefully it sinks in because he's all about Teen Titans Go. This is a bit yeah. darker than Teen Titans Go, but oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my fondest childhood memories is watching X Men in the mornings on Cheese TV before school. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is that there's actually a lot of stuff that they put on there and they're like, oh, this will actually be available. I posted one last night. National Treasure 1 is not available until like April 2020 because obviously some other company has the rights to it right now. Yeah. So there is but a few items. You want items. your Nicolas Cage now. <laughs> <laughs> I was ropeable. <laughs> I'm like, two's good, but number one's the best. So yeah, there is actually a few items on there where they've actually said this isn't available now it will be honestly if you're a disney fan or you've got like kids or you know you've got a young family i definitely think you'll benefit from it because it's endless oh and the jeff goldblum show is it great it's great for its quirkiness like jeff is on another universe and just watching him interact with people, there is a lot of honesty about his interactions, which I actually really enjoy. So that's another thing that people could probably take aboard. Like, and, and the first episode he did was like a sneaker culture one, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sneaker yeah. culture. I'm like, how could you evolve on like this topic? But he did, and it was really good. It was really sincere. He's really sincere with the topic. So I look forward to. I think the next one's ice cream. So. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just love him. He's just got this wholesome quality about him, doesn't mm. he? Where Yeah, he does. Completely yeah. like, yeah, just what you see is what you get and there's, you know, nothing in between really. So, uh, yeah, if you're thinking about getting Disney Plus, I know that there's a trial. They do like a seven-day trial, but obviously watch your credit card because after that, they'll take your money. Um, try it out. See if it's worth your, you know, worth your time. Like you kind of mentioned, maybe right now it's a bit thin. And I say a bit thin, but it's probably in contrast to like Netflix. But later down the line, there's definitely going to be a bunch of more content they're going to be dropping. So Yeah. I, I just want them all to amalgamate into one and just have one platform, one monthly fee because I'm scrolling on my smart telly and it's like I've got Netflix app, I've got a Stan app, I've got an Amazon Prime app, I've got a Foxtel app, I'm going to have a Disney Plus app, never going to have Apple TV app because um or apple plus or whatever they're calling it now uh just because i know none of the stuff on there seems to be too appealing at the moment i think like that newsroom show is apparently a bit of a dud yeah Uh, c c looks interesting with Mm. jason momoa but he seems to just play these period type actors in every single show he's in like he's in that one about like the sort of the pelting industry in like the 1800s do you see that one that was keeping around where he's yeah. And it feels just like that, but now he's blind in the same show. So Just remember Stargate Atlantis. Yes, yes, when he was uh, clean-shaven back in them days too. Was Wasn't he? he? Oh, well he, was, well, he was clean-shaven in um in Baywatch. Was he in Baywatch? Yeah, short hair too. Short hair, yeah. no beard. <laughs> Still a handsome, handsome rooster, but these days he's like ascended into just modern day handsome side. god status. Like, yeah, mm. he's just beast in these days. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have some feedback on Disney Plus this week, and I can't wait to watch some Mandalorian. Mm. Uh, unrelated note, real quick: Did you watch um, RuPaul this week? So no, do you know I who's in the final three? I, but I know who went out because Instagram's a bitch. Ah, <laughs> yeah. When you watch, like, we won't talk deep about it right now, but like, wait until you see the end because it was one of these rigged 
producer-based decisions, it feels like. I don't think who went should have went in any way, shape or form. Oh, I will now be interested because I like I know who went and I was kind of like, eh, it makes sense. Like, but mm, okay. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. But um, yeah, so I've been playing a, a bucket load of things this week. I've been traveling, uh, put a couple more hours into Death Stranding over the weekend. Uh, <laughs> but most importantly, I've uh, sunk my teeth into the Pokemon Hysteria train at the moment. Oh. Obviously, it came out yesterday here for us in Australia or everywhere in the world yesterday. Uh, Friday for us in Australia, I uh, picked up Pokemon Sword. So uh, mm-hmm. we had a bit of a fierce back and forth discussion between yourself, myself and Dream about which uh which iteration of pokemon are we grabbing so i've grabbed sword i think dream grab shield and, yeah, and um, i've got sword you're still tbc <laughs> mine's in the universe somewhere it's out there um <laughs> i'll when i get it i'll get it so i'll probably be playing it over the weekend yeah yeah so so we've all decided to to pick a different starter each as well mm. so we've got like a little bit of a hungry gamers pokemon rivalry going on so um you've you've landed sobble the little okay little crying, little crying um, salamander, little sad sad lizard, water water yeah. type. Dream is Grookey, the uh, the grass based monkey, uh, little rhythm monkey uh, with his little drumstick, and then I've got Score Bunny, who is the the fire rabbit. So that's that's our three starters. Uh, we're going to sort of battle periodically when we get to certain levels and and sort of uh, touchstones in the game, which is mm-hmm. pretty exciting. I'm really really enjoying this so far. Like, yeah. I've put. I've only probably put maybe four hours. I say only. It's only been out for a day. I've only put probably three to four hours in. So I only put twenty four hours into yeah, it. Yeah, you know, just, just it's still early days. <laughs> just just dip the toe, but um, really liking it. Like this this Galar region that you that you're sort of traversing in in this universe is is your little uh, male or female Pokemon character is really pretty. A lot of sort of farmlandy sort of vibes in the first regions you, you're running through. Mm-hmm. Meet a lot of the, the new Pokemon, like you see Wooly and you see... I always forget the little Corgi Pokemon's name. You meet him and, and a couple of mm. new bugs and almost like this sort of serious-looking Squirtle Pokemon. So I've, I've caught, I think, 40, 45, I think, unique now in the four hours or so I've been playing. Pokemon of all walks of life, all elements, all levels of detail too. Uh, obviously, we've talked long and hard about some of the... The Pokemon models themselves being a little lackluster, uh, feeling like uh, they've got the intern to create these on a lunch break. But overall, you get a lot of variety, uh, all kinds of elements. Uh, you know, you've got your ghost types, you've got your ele- um, your electrics, you've got your rocks, your grass, your ground. You know, you name it, you played a Pokemon, you'll know what to expect in that regard. Uh, but yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Uh, I've got two uh, gym badges so far. So I've taken down Milo, who is the uh, the grass-based gym leader, and Nessa, who is the water-based gym leader. Uh, taken those two down, so I've got two badges. So now I can catch Pokemon, obviously, up to level 30. Uh, sadly, in the, uh, the Wildlands area, there is a lot of Pokemon above that. Uh, so I just have to fight them for the XP as opposed to adding them to the party. But I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. I've got a pretty diverse makeup. A lot of my Pokemon have been evolving. My score bunny's evolved already. Uh, he's sitting at about level 35 now, I think, where the rest of my Pokemon are high level 20s after that four-hour sort of playthrough. Uh, really enjoying it, though. The, the world's very unique. Uh, the battles are great. The Dynamax system is sick, so you can obviously turn your Pokemon into a skyscraper, Titan-esque 
Pokemon, which is fantastic. So I'm really enjoying that variety and that uh, sort of option that you get in these gym battles or just battles in general. Uh, the Dynamax battles out in the Wildlands is fantastic where you can try and catch some of these Dynamax equipped Pokemon and get a heap of uh, heap of bonuses, a heap of like, you know, little rare candies or little small XP boosts and things. So uh, yeah, there's certainly a lot to keep you busy, keep you going back and grinding as you uh, make your way in the world to be the very best. It's, it's really cool. Uh, you've got your rival named Hop in this one. So uh, you don't get to name your rival? Uh, no, well, either that or I skip through it, but his name's Hop. Uh, I didn't see any option and, and his brother is named Leon and he's like the undefeated Pokemon League champion. Like he's, oh, he's he was yet the guy with the cape, right? So obviously that's that's the story trajectory here where you, you're trying to, to become the Pokemon League champion, dethrone Leon, uh, who is this dude with like purple hair and a, and a cape and this weird like chin strap goatee thing. It's... Um, they, they don't do they don't do facial hair very well in the pokemon world um but anyway that's that's a minor gripe but uh yeah i, I like it it's pretty cool uh, i'm having fun it's good to have a more complex uh capture system again like obviously with let's go it was you can just throw a pokeball and you know so you don't have to wear them down you don't have to knock mm-hmm. their stamina down or their hp down to low levels to to be able to make them more catchable it's just you know toss your balls and and have some fun (laughs) so i'm enjoying that there's a little bit more depth and maturity of the game again uh the battling seems pretty good the the gigamaxing or the gigantamaxing and the dynamaxing is just bananas uh seeing these big (laughs) skyscraper pokemon doing battle and things like that it's pretty cool uh first few hours in for just anyone wondering you can actually get your let's go eevee or let's go pikachu equivalent in a gigantamax uh for free from from someone at one of the train stations uh just as long as you've got previous save history of one of those games showing that you've owned it or played it so so just be wary of chatting to a gentleman in the train station the first few hours in like the wildlands area i think it was so uh yeah grab that so you can add that to your little party but I'm, I'm really digging it. Like, it's it's more of the same, obviously. They're not reinventing the Pokewheel here. It's it's more that more of the Pokemon you've come to love. It's just really mm-hmm. pretty. Like, it is the best-looking Pokemon game I've ever seen. And obviously, it's on, on the strongest platform it's ever been on. But, like, yeah. just just the, the draw distance when, you, when you're roaming around these areas, uh, the sort of Pokemon animations, the character uh, models are really nice. It's really nice and vibrant, as, as you'd expect. You've got all you've got your gyms, you've got your your Poke Centers and your, and everything else that you you're aware of. Anyone that's played a Pokemon game in its in its form over the years will know what to expect with this. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so nice. It's so yeah. nice and fun and just relaxing. Yeah. You know, it's just cruising. You just like you, time. You just lose time in in games like this. Like hours upon hours, just go out the door because you're just grinding or trying to catch them all or just you know enjoying this region this sort of uk inspired nice green lush region it's, it's very pretty yeah well like this is, this is this is the first time that they've really got that open landscape area right where there's free roaming pokemon and you can just like run through normally we're pretty used to structured pathways yeah yeah so you've still got like your your path-based systems obviously where they've they've fenced in a lot of areas and you're just sort of following the the, the traditional routes or going off into the, the tall grass to, to battle and, and catch and things like that. But yeah, it, it is less railed than it has been and uh, gives you that element of choice where you can explore certain regions if they are open or you have the abilities to, you know, cut 
grass down or whatever it might be to get through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's so good. And um, I really love my little score bunny. I, I nicknamed him because I think we, we said we had to nickname them all. So uh, I sat on that for a good five minutes trying to work out it's what difficult. to name him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, his name is uh, ASAP Hoppy. <laughs> settled with. Not the best. Ooh. But um, I, I wanted something like rabbit related and then i'm like hopping related hip-hop okay let's let's go down this vein i had i sat for a minute and i what can we do here and yeah so asap hoppy is his name uh he's badass he uh he runs rough shot through most and um haven't had a pokemon faint yet so i'm just uh you know just flexing my way through the galar region uh just crushing ass so uh it's it's so good though i'm loving it and i'm loving i'm just loving everything about this game so far I'm looking forward to actually playing it in the sense that um, I don't play a lot of games in handheld mode, but Pokemon is definitely one of the more easy to translate, especially in handheld mode and oh, yeah. on the TV as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to get my copy wherever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Amazon, sort your nonsense out and, and get the get the copies to Miss Heart ASAP. Yeah, figure, or... figure your shit out. Now I've got yeah. to come up with a clever nickname. Yeah, see if I can... yeah. I, I sat and thought, pretty hard about it like i'm curious to see what dreams named um his little grookie it's probably just gonna be like green monkey or something like that he's named it like or something something strange but we'll see Uh, but i'm excited to to do these sort of periodic battles we're going to do when we get to certain levels and milestones to to see where we where we are Mm, because at the moment i'm strong against dream you're strong against me and then dream's good against you if you look at sort of the the main elements or types of pokemon we are so there's my water Mm. i'm really bad at pokemon but um, i'll give it my darnest and that's all they can all you can hope for you know look at ash ketchum he's he's only just finally won it all after like 20 odd years of trying yeah there's hope for us yet (laughs) oh god so um i see one other thing you've been playing which i'm not going to get involved in myself but i'm definitely intrigued and, and kind of interested from what i've seen on the on the socials yeah what you been playing? minecraft earth now it's as far as i'm aware it's still beta but uh, minecraft earth is like ar um it's got a lot of elements um that remind me of pokemon go but um in the same sense it's essentially walking around picking up resources so kind of like if you're familiar with the pokemon go or um, the like Harry Potter kind of app where you're walking around your streets, like, you know, it's using the maps um, and showing you where you are on your street and, you know, you can find stone, grass, trees, like your, your typical Minecraft um, characters as well, like your cows and chickens and everything, and you collect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you're done with that, you can build, you can um, create things, you can make glass and all the other stuff. And then there's an element where you go into building mode. And that's when um, the AR really comes into it where, you know, you could be just in your bedroom, you could be out in a park, but then you can actually place your little Minecraft, you know, little eight by eight at the moment map in like real life, like right in front of you, you can see it and you can build it on your phone and you can just, you can also build with friends. So you share your friend code so your friend can work on the same map as you. And you'll just, you'll see your friend on, on the other side, picking up dirt, placing a building and everything like that, put, putting a block down and you're building together. And right now it's very simple and it's very early stages. Um, 
Uh, I have been playing it every day to see if anything changes or I get anything more out of it. But at this stage, it's it's cool. But is it worth anything? They've already got like microtransactions in it. Of course, of course. So yeah, if you want a bigger map, if you want a different style map, a different terrain or... Yeah, so they've got like rubies um, and you buy rubies if you just want to... Yeah, and, and it's not like Mojang's short on the money. Like, you, <laughs> no. like we've we sort of got some some numbers that I guess we'll just throw in here now and not worry about in the quick hit is like on mainstream Minecraft, there's 300 million registered accounts in China alone. And on average, there's 112 million monthly active users worldwide from on Minecraft, which is just insane. You know, that's you know, three and a half times the entire population of Australia playing <laughs> this game every month. Like, yeah, yeah, Microsoft, Mojang, they are just laughing all the way to the bank with this game. Just imagining the guy that created Minecraft and just like, like I, I was watching a history about it and how it first started as a game that used to play in the browser and it was so simplified just to see how it is now. And I mean, hey, they've already got me. I'm already playing it on my Switch. Now I'm playing it on my phone and the addiction's real. So Pokemon should be a good change of scenery. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a nice little distractor away from all things Minecraft. But yeah. you, you think Minecraft Earth's got some some staying potential? You think it's going to hang around and <sighs> like become this, something relevant? It's really cool going into AR mode and just seeing what you've built like there, like in your house like on your floor right there and you can walk around it and you can like look under the tree you can actually go into your little house that you've built and like look around kind of thing that's really cool. that is kind of cool yeah but right now they only give you just a very small base and you know materials are very scarce and few if you're a hermit like me and you don't get out much then you really <laughs> don't experience much but Right now, early stages. So I think it only came out at the start of this week. So I think I've been playing it for roughly a week. So maybe as the weeks go on, they'll, you know, add more, unlock more, fix up a few things. Just yep. see how it goes. It's cool. It's exciting, but very early. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's certainly like piqued my interest, but I just, yeah, don't think I can invest in yet another game, yet another addiction, yet another mm. distraction. And the microtransactions, that's... That's my kryptonite. It's like, yeah, yeah I, I need to, I want a house made fully of diamond or something. So I'll just <laughs> drop like a thousand bucks and have a diamond house. Like, so no, nah, can't do it. I'm live just going to live through everyone house. else. In your actual house. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. My Minecraft house is better and more functional than my real house or something. Like, yeah, no, nah, can't do it. Can't do it. All right. Quick bit of housekeeping. 8bitnation.net as your central hub for all things 8-bit and all things promotional and competitions and what have you. So 8bitnation.net and you'll see on there um, a link for Winsome Stuff, which will uh, link you then to our current Gleam promotion, which we're giving away an Audio-Technica gaming headset, copy of Death Stranding, as well as some 8-bit swag. There's also links there to our 8-bit web store, which is we8bit.storeenvy.com. Uh, sadly, the jewelry is not going to happen. I've just done some designs on it and I didn't like how they came out. So no really cheap necklaces and bracelets, but we do have thongs or flip-flops on the web store now. They look fan-freaking-tastic and uh, just proofed and signed off on the draft of the 8-Bit Bum Bag. So they're going to be on there this week, but there's also nice. some new bomber jackets on there. 
There's a new all-over Craig T-Rex head tee on there as well. So yeah, we are 8bit.storeenvy.com. But to make it easier, 8bitnation.net. That's your central hub where you can get access to all the new invites, direct links to support us via Patreon as well as the web store. And also uh, a link to our new Facebook uh, group on there that we want to try and get off the ground, uh, maybe shift away from that Discord sort of subculture and, and maybe get on the Facebook. So 8bitnation.net for all that. And uh, when you're done checking that out, maybe send us a nice cheeky review and rating on the iTunes or whatever podcast hosting platform you're listening to. But that leads us nicely into this iTunes review of the week. And this review headline actually reads iTunes review of the week. And it comes via way of Najam your ma'am. And uh, this review was submitted to us on the 3rd of November. Five stars. So thank you, Najam your ma'am. And the review reads... Dream's dreamy voice is all I need to start off my Monday. The others ain't too bad either. Get some of this pork on your forks. <laughs> Fantastic review. Fantastic Sam, review. Sam, stop putting in reviews for yourself, mate. Yeah, yeah. Najam, your ma'am. We've just worked out Dream's uh, Apple handle. Uh, but no, thank you, Najam. <laughs> thank you. I uh, appreciate that five-star review. And no doubt Dream, even though he is voiceless right now, uh, would be smiling from his his bed or, or the doctor's office or wherever he is right now. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Dream's dreamy voice is all you need wow. to start off your Monday, apparently. Yeah, so you would have been actually really disappointed if you tried to attempt the podcast today. So it's probably a good thing he gave it a rest. Yeah. Also enjoy the uh, pork on your fork reference. Very underrated quote, that one. Like, mm. very underrated saying. Obviously, it's it's part of the marketing material here in Australia about eating more white meat. Pork's really good for you, so on and so forth. So, get some pork on your fork. Uh, I don't know if you hear any of that type of slang or sort of catchphrase over in the States about pork. It's more no, of a beef not, country not, anyways. In no, they're, they're into their bacon. But um, that's about as far as it goes. There's no <sighs> no major pork and no no lamb. Oh, God, I get love my lamb. lamb over here. I love yeah. lamb. Love a good lamb roast. But mm. yeah, Najam, your ma'am, thank you for the review. Thank you for the sneaky five stars as well. These uh, reviews on these various podcast hosting outlets, especially Apple Podcasts or iTunes, help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. So keep them coming, 8-Bit Nation. But be sure to also do the same to all the other podcasts you listen to on the daily or the weekly because it means an awful lot to us and it helps keep us tracking, helps keep us relevant. You know. I say this week in, week out. But thank you, Najam, and thank you for the other future iTunes reviews coming our way. But let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. All right, a couple of quick hitters to start things off. And this is a direct quote from Lauren Schmidt-Hishrich, who is the showrunner at The Witcher. I'm so thrilled that before fans have even seen our first season, we are able to confirm that we'll be returning to the continent again and continue telling the stories of Geralt, Yennefer, and Ciri. So what that means in essence is The Witcher has been renewed for a second season, wow. a month and a half out before the first season has even aired. So uh, Netflix are that. really confident that this is going to be a winner and they're throwing their uh, their money behind uh, everyone involved with The Witcher. I'm personally over the moon for this because uh, you know, I can't speak highly enough of this show and The Witcher <laughs> universe. So uh, yeah, knowing that we're going to get two seasons of this at a minimum, hell to the year, hell to the year indeed. They must have gotten the major clicks after that uh, um, the recent trailer they released where we all got the bath scene that I'm sure most of us have been waiting for. Oh, yeah. It just must yeah. have doubled in view numbers. And yeah. Enhance. Netflix was just Enhance. like... <laughs> Enhance. Enhance. So yeah. they must have just gone, this is obviously worth our time and money. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's great news. Uh, some more quick hitter news. Call of Duty Mobile was downloaded 148 million times in its first month, which puts it which puts it second all time behind Niantic's Pokemon Go. This is based on Sensor Tower's estimates and numbers. It was also a strong debut month in terms of revenue, with an estimated 53.9 million dollars in US in sales. The highest single day in that respect was on October 5th, where players spent 3.1 million USD. So Call of Duty Mobile, completely off my radar. Not going to install, not going to play it. Know little about it, but uh, that hunger for COD is real. Uh, 148 million downloads in a month, by golly. I know exactly like who's playing it too. I had a lot of friends when I used to work in uh, the office environment where... Eh, they didn't really have a console or eh, they really didn't have a PC. But by having these kind of games, like when PUBG was on mobile, yeah. or still is, they were for it. Like they were really into it. It was like, it was crazy seeing some of the numbers my friends were showing me of their stats. And I'm like, oh, you play on console? And they're like, no, 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 this is mobile. And I'm like, mm. that explains what? why you're getting 10 <laughs> kills a match. <laughs> yeah. 1v1 me on PC, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know exactly who, who's actually buying this game. Oh, yeah, I know, I know a couple as well. One of my customers who's actually got a beast gaming PC and I played full-fledged pub with him once or twice, actually just plays PUBG Mobile all the time now anyway. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know the target market, but yeah, uh, they're, they're on to a, yet another winner. 148 million downloads within the first month. Pwah. 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 All right, the, the next little quick hitter. Apple is working on a combined VR and AR headset for release sometime in 2021 or 2022 that will focus on gaming as well as video and attending virtual meetings. The headset has been in the works for a while and it was intended for a 2019 release initially, but has had to be pushed back. So Apple throwing their hat in the ring, trying to compete with Facebook, with Oculus and uh, HTC Vive and the like. What do you think of this? Do you want to attend some virtual meetings while wearing your gaming headset? Are you kidding? Like, this is so cool. This is like futuristic bullshit that we usually see in movies. Like, the one that I can think of is um, The Kingsman. I think the second one. No, both of them, actually. They're all sitting at a meeting table, but they're all in their respective countries and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. they're virtually there and... They're experiencing the environment, but they're also not there. Yeah. This is great. This is psychotic and scary. I love it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's next level. Like gone are the the things in the center of the of the conference room having a conference call where there's just like a, a, a four way speaker in there with a push button. It's it's yeah, we're I'm gonna sorry, be augmenting that? ourselves into that into that office complex and sitting there. <laughs> Just need to be mindful if it's gonna be doing like full body cap, like if you're working from home, just make sure you've got some clothes on. <laughs> Um, I've, I've done a few video conference calls over the years where I've been working from home and I'll, I'll always, I'll chuck a business shirt on, but underneath that, I'm probably still in my undies. So, uh, yeah, just make sure you don't stand up and have to leave at short notice. You've got to be very aware of your surroundings at all times. Yeah. No, I, I, this is pretty cool. Although, unfortunately, it'll just be more reason for one of those, you know, meetings that could have been an email. Now it's just going to be more meetings. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be meetings on top of meetings. Productivity is going to drop. And uh, at least we're going to look at each other from across the globe doing it in our, in our underwear and dress shirts. So, Hell yeah. yeah. We'll, see, uh, we'll see what happens with this headset. No doubt we'll get some more information and, and some uh, maybe an initial trailer or see the product in its beta form 
next year. But mm. uh, yeah, Apple getting getting involved. Maybe this is Apple Arcade will translate to this. Apple Ooh. Arcade in VR. That'd be pretty cool. And the last quick hitter. A new Mass Effect game is reportedly in quotes, very early development at Bioware Edmonton. As reported by Kotaku, the project is being headed by a longtime series producer, Mike Gamble. There are no further details on the potential game at this time, but uh, yeah, I'm uh, meeting this with uh, hesitation, that's for sure. Obviously, Andromeda yeah, no. out in 2017 broke many a Mass Effect fan person's heart, mine included, mm-hmm. but uh, if they go back to grassroots and uh, go back to what made this franchise so great, I'll give you another go. You know, once bitten, twice shy, but I still love Bioware. I still love Mass Effect. So uh, mm-hmm. let's see what comes of this. It's, I hate these kind of like half ass reports, though. Like, just oh, like, yeah. eh, there might be something happening. Can't confirm it, might not be happening, but might, something might be happening. It's like, they just don't report it. Yeah. Cover all bases. <laughs> Teasers like that. Because if it is right, they'll be like, you heard it here first, first two years yeah. ago. But if it was wrong, it was like, oh, it's just a rumor. Don't worry. You know? <laughs> Just uh, threw a dart at a dartboard and we just got Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it, it's interesting. Obviously, they're completely rebuilding Anthem at the moment, uh, like almost <laughs> stripping it right back and building it back up to try and get some life out of this franchise. Uh, but bizarrely enough, I saw some figures the other day. Anthem is the eighth highest selling game in the US in 2019. So it's the number eight. Is Is that based on how much like money sales or just how many purchases because anthem has been dropped down to seven dollars is the cheapest i've heard yeah i I think it's based off volume so yeah yeah, i've I've seen it even here in australia like big w for like 15 bucks and stuff like so yeah it's it's not really a money spinner but the the units are moving and and it would be interesting to see if that spike does follow off the back of of this like the price of the game just getting cut down to next it's to nothing so. definitely worth seven dollars <laughs> yeah like, it was so, all right like had it was a good fun. looking it was a good looking game there was a concept there that was just they just didn't execute it and it was very repetitious so seven dollars is a steal if you didn't if you didn't play it and you're in the states or you know if it's even cheaper in australia it's worth that money yeah. just to try it out yeah, but we'll see over the next few months. There's going to be a, a, some pretty big changes going on in that in that game, that universe. So we'll see if it's for the better, and if it maybe has a, a secondary swing at trying to uh, get a decent attach rate and, and build that community up because they wanted this to be a games of service that that lived on for years, and uh, mm. and it was almost dead the second it walked out the door. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. All right, so they are the quick hitters and uh, our sort of focus discussion for the, for this week as far as news goes is I thought we could uh, talk about XO19, mm. which uh, was showcased this past week over in London. London. Um, and there was a lot of uh, lot of info. Did you, did you watch the whole thing or did you sort of just drop in and out and watch some of the announcements or what was, what was your initial thoughts before we, we jump into some of these individual uh, recaps? So, um, I, first of all, I forgot that it was on. Me and too. Then, um, yeah. <laughs> I woke up, I woke up at you know, six in the morning or whatever. And I, I saw, I think it might've been Shannon from press start was like live tweeting about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's on today. Oh yeah. Okay. I think Greg, I think Greg posted, um, game over Greggy posted something about it. And I was like, Oh shit. So I loaded it up and I don't know how far into it was. I think I caught it early, but 
they were right in the middle of one of those really awkward interviews. You know how they just insist on doing these interviews with people who either have no person skills, no interview skills, and it's it's just it's really really hard to watch yeah and like yep, i had yep. things to do so i kind of just figured i'm like all right i'll turn that off and i guess i'll just watch the trailers after i feel bad but yeah i i get you like it's very much like 90s early 2000s a lot of that like when you see the the old presses and the old events where it was very much a lot of introverts on stage trying to you know mm. quote things like rad and gnarly and and try and be hip like and, and i get it like you want to show the creators the people behind these great new games and ips and give them some some visibility and presence because they are the ones working behind the scenes smashing these things out but yeah when they aren't really trained in pr and marketing Mm. and being personable it does make it tough and i wonder if that impacts games as well like the games they're selling as well like i don't know i don't know it could i just it's getting to this stage now where, you know, like this, this is a powerful big industry now. Like maybe certain groups need to just consider that there needs to be just one person who's articulate and knows how to handle conversations and interviews and such. It needs to be almost like a face of either a game company publisher brand. And then you, whenever, you know, an interview needs to be done, educate them, update them, make sure mm-hmm. that they're fully, you know, educated in what's happening, what's going on and let them be the face of the game and the company. Yeah. So Yeah. And then maybe have the other people just revert to like you know, like dev diaries that a lot of them do on YouTube and things yeah, where it's exactly. a more controlled environment and it's pre-recorded and they can edit it and clean it up the way they want it to to get that clear concise message out there. So Exactly. If the if you're in these, like, you know, Xbox events, PlayStation events, Nintendo events, and you are essentially trying to get people hyped up about your game, but if it's a boring interview, like, most of us would probably have switched up. <laughs> I did. Yeah, but, I do. You know. I do. Like, everyone deserves their, their time in, in the spotlight, but, yeah. yeah, I think it when it is maybe a debut for a game, for example, yeah, you want that sizzle. You want that hype and that, like, whoa, Engagement. that big moment. Yeah. But when someone's out there where maybe English isn't their native language, uh, you know, things can get lost in translation or, yeah. or the nerves can set in because there's a live audience watching these people. Like, it's daunting. Like, anyone that's spoken in front of a crowd before knows that it can go south real quick and you got to try mm-hmm. and keep your composure and, and deliver that message. But, you know, power to them all for getting in front of the camera and whatever because it's not easy, but... Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, kudos to them because, like... I know I couldn't do anything like that. So yeah, it you takes could. A, oh, um, without crapping myself. But like it does take like a nerves of steel to even just do that initial step. I'm not, you know, having a go at them for the fact that they're trying and, you know, putting themselves out there. I just think when it comes to hype, when it comes to trying to get engagement about something that you're trying to sell and get people excited about, it might just be time to make sure you have someone on stage representing and engaging the audience. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So maybe we can uh, sort of rattle off some of the uh, games and and announcements that were highlighted uh, at XO19. And it started off with a reveal from Rare. Uh, The studio has been working on a brand new project for Xbox One called Everwild. And uh, showed an ethereal uh, forest full of unique creatures. An older woman communes with the animals. There were very few details beyond that, like specific mechanics or an actual release date. But Rare getting a chance to make a new game, I think, is great. Obviously, they are throwing a lot of time and money and investment behind Sea of Thieves. 
and they did hint and sort of emphasize that Everwild would be another sort of living living game where it is a evolving platform like a Sea of Thieves where you can jump on and play with. I think it also is like up to three friends so you can party up and sort of explore this Everwild universe and, and meet all these unique creatures. But it's very pretty, very pretty, oh, nice art style. It was a beautiful trailer. It was really good looking, but I did like finish watching the trailer and going, so what game is it? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what kind of game? It's pretty, but like I kind of need to know what kind of game this is. Like... What should I expect? Yeah, yeah. The, the next one was a bit of a surprise for me. So it was uh, Grounded and it's Obsidian Entertainment's first game under the Xbox Game Studios label. Ooh. Obviously, Obsidian most recently just uh, released The Outer Worlds. Too much uh, critical fanfare. And uh, their new game and their debut for Xbox is Grounded and it's not an RPG. Instead, the studio revealed Grounded is a survival game where your character has been shrunk to tiny size, like Ant-Man. Grounded is a mix of survival and building mechanics where either a single player or a cooperative squad of four fight to thrive in a world where bugs are a threat. It's uh, coming to Game Pass in spring 2020. Uh, Xbox Game Preview, sorry, in spring 2020. And then will uh, make its way to Game Pass as well. But uh, who doesn't want to play Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Thank you. Everyone's making Ant-Man references. And I'm just like, hello, this is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, Where's Rick Moranis? Showing. Hopefully he's a cameo. Yeah. Like he's, he's obviously left Hollywood many, many moons ago and focused on his family. But mm. I'd love to see a Rick Moranis cameo in this. That would be great. It really shows like, you know, how far along we are and how some references we might be familiar with are just not even in the scope of like the new generation. Mm -hmm. So Ant-Man, I guess, is a fine reference. Uh, someone said Ants. That Remember that movie oh, Ants? Oh, yeah. Was that? Yeah. No, or Ants. Bugs Life? No, Jerry Seinfeld did. I think he was the B movie, B, right? Yeah, B movie. I think yep. Ants was uh, Woody Allen maybe? Oh, wow. I think something wow. like self-deprecating de kind of ant, but um, this game looks interesting, and the fact that they he said it was a survival game, so like you know, your forest, your seven days to die, like they said, there's building mechanics in there, so yeah, like I think that's sick, like being a little microscopic version of yourself, like I just think of um, yeah, obviously Ant Man's a good one for most recent, but yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where they're they're walking around and then these single blades of grass look like skyscrapers and things like that. I just mm -hmm. imagine traversing that universe and Did we get uh, to ride an ant. Yeah, trying to trying to build like a little house out of like drinking straws and paddle pop sticks or something. Like yeah, yeah. Can you tame these ants? Can you tame various insects and yeah, make them um, attack ants or whatever it might be? Like it just sounds kooky and quirky and. Been able to play with um, you and three squad mates, I think it's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll see it next year, but certainly Keep didn't expect that from pulse. Obsidian. No, definitely not. Yeah, but uh, it was still cool. It was a, it was a pleasant surprise and, and it looked pretty like the um, the graphics were pretty impressive. So yeah, yeah the next one that uh, got, got a bit of hype was West of Dead. And it's a top-down shooter set in the fictional town of Purgatory, Wyoming in 1888. And you're a dead cowboy that has to wrangle some of the other spirits into shape. The open beta for West of Dead is available on Xbox right now. And actually, uh, Ron Perlman is one of the lead characters in this game. So, uh, that, old Hellboy okay. himself. Mm -hmm. There was a voice in the trailer and I'm like, this voice sounds very familiar. I can't put my finger on it. So, if that was uh, Perlman himself, it makes a lot of sense. And the music was 
pretty cool too. In regards to gameplay though, I don't think this is my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, the character looks like Ghost Rider a little bit with the flaming skull just in a cowboy outfit. But yeah, um, yeah. it looked cool. Like I liked the design. That was pretty unique. Yeah, I want to try and um and download this sort of uh, beta just to see how it is and, and just get a bit more feedback uh, for next episode because, yeah, as, as we talked about at the start of the episode with Mandalorian, the West and Cowboys and stuff like that is great. So uh, mm. we want to turn that into a splice with Ghost Rider and Ron Perlman. Mate, sign me up. I love me some Ronnie <laughs> P. We, uh, we saw Ninja Theory's merely focused hero game uh, mm. dropping a brand new trailer, obviously Bleeding Edge. Uh, is coming to Xbox One, Windows 10, and Steam on March 24th of next year. So uh, this is the first game from Ninja Theory since they've been acquired by Xbox as well. And this is their follow-up to Hellblade. Very, very yeah. different game. Like comparatively, <laughs> very different. you know, couldn't be further apart, but looks looks cool. Uh, the characters are pretty zany. The art's, the art's got a nice style to it. Like the character models have got a higher level of detail. Yeah. Um, Merely focused hero combat. Okay. Nice differentiator. So I, I just think of Overwatch just without the guns. Yeah, that's my thoughts. It's, and it's it's four versus four, isn't it? Like yeah. that's that's just the gameplay. It's four yeah. versus four. So that's also very interesting, interesting choice. Um, I feel bad because it seems like now, especially with these like kind of battle arena brawlers that they're coming out, it's just... No matter what character you see, you're just always going to say like, oh, that looks like Roadhog or that looks like so-and-so or yeah. that's, you know, there's a lot of things in these like games now, especially with character design that are just starting to blend in a little bit, either by accident or just, you know, maybe with a little intention. Um, the characters are quirky. Um, it was good to like hear them, see them interact in this trailer, um, but I'm still not really kind of like super into it. Yeah, like I'm um, I'm assuming that this like the the full price of this game on release might be something like 30 bucks. It looks like it's mm-hmm. just going to be sort of a a light on light on hero brawler. Uh we'll we'll see if it has like deliver uh builds enough of a community be- to become relevant or does it go like uh Cliffy B's uh ill-fated uh, IP that he released last year that that died after a few months but we'll see we'll see and it's it's just cool to see these exclusive ips that microsoft now have and these studios that are under that game studios banner bringing Mm. something real to these presentations and actually show we've got this in development it's coming out soon get hyped so uh it was was a good showing for microsoft in that regard i think yeah the next one was pretty big though so tell me why which is uh, the next game by Don't Not Entertainment, obviously, who uh, is most known for the Life is Strange franchise. Uh, Tell Me Why is the story of two twins, Tyler and Allison, who are exploring the fleeting nature of memory. The twins are diving into their memories together and the player has to determine which set of memories are true. Tell Me Why is coming to Xbox One and PC in summer 2020. And it also features the first ever transgender lead character in a video Mm -hmm. game. So, uh, yep. yeah, that's, that's, you know, no small feat in itself right there. Like it's, it's a very positive, uh, positive development for the LGBTQT community, but also just video games as a whole, just showing that it is becoming much more widely accepted and, and more open to, to doing things outside of the, the paint by numbers, uh, leads that we've known in games since video games have existed, really. 
Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, like, unfortunately in society we live in, obviously having that attached to it will obviously have some kind of, you know, backlash in regards to certain people of the community. But um, they did kind of get that message across within the trailer. Um, there seems to be a bit of conflict with it as well, just showing snippets of him trying to um, put mem- like memories together in regards to his mother and you see a shotgun and yeah. I think he utters the line that he she always wanted him to always be his little girl. So yeah, yeah, like it's uh, it's certainly going to be a very topical game on release and definitely you know, it's 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 a formula that don't nod have pretty well perfected with Life is Strange. Like they they mm. make a, a genre of game and and their their writers can can put together stories that the punching the in the feels, you know, it gets oh, those yeah. emotional emotions churning and very hard decisions uh, that can obviously ripple through the your playtime. So. Yeah, we'll see more about this, no doubt, in the coming months. But uh, yeah, tell me why. It was a bit of a surprise. I think it's one of the bigger ones that got people talking from uh, this Xbox event. Yeah, and there's obviously an already established community that absolutely adores Life is Strange. So I'm sure that they'll just be happy to hop onto this new one. Exactly, exactly. So the next little uh, little banger, The Artful Escape, uh, which is Annapurna Interactive. Uh, they're bringing out another quirky indie title. And this uh, this time it's a psychedelic rock opera. Starring a hero with a magical guitar, making their way across colorful dreamscapes. It's coming out in 2020. Uh, looked great. Don't know a huge Ooh. amount outside of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks uh, graphically appealing. All those creature designs looked awesome. Yeah, like, very unique, yeah. very bright colors as well. Um, Anna per- Perna. I still don't know if I'm saying that right. All They're the ones it. that also worked with um, uh, Sayonara Wildheart as well. So. I'm very curious to see if they're um, very focused on music, like very music-focused games. Um, the music in this trailer for Artful Escape was pretty epic as well. So yeah. Yeah. It, it caught my attention because I love any game that has amazing music. So. Oh, yeah. And any time I hear the words psychedelic rock opera, I'm like, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> Tell me more about the, this psychedelic rock opera, Annapurna. Tell me more. Mm. So it should be interesting to see. They showcased a lot of Project xCloud. Uh, mm. heavily in the middle of this presentation promising more than 50 games in their current preview program and in 2020 xcloud will be coming to windows 10 pcs they had uh, folks behind the streaming service also talking about using alternate controllers so you can even use your playstation dualshock 4 controllers on xcloud if you'd like uh, madden nfl 20 is now available on the xcloud preview program as of today as well and uh, they've also revealed that xCloud is going to be part of Xbox Game Pass in the future. So nice. they're really doubling down on this. And um, it's a pretty stark contrast to how uh, Google Stadia is going on at the moment. There is so much negativity Ooh. and backlash towards Stadia at the moment as far as them promising and not delivering and your releases, like the early adopters not even getting guaranteed equipment on day one and all this exactly. stuff. Like It is a mess. <laughs> It is so bad. Um, we've bailed out over here. We're not getting it anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just like the games that were released, knowing that you're not going to get your controller until like weeks later. Um, the battle, um, the friend pass that they, you know, kind of like lured you in with, that's not available upon like you know initial drop and it's just like all these like empty promises and there's just too many things and the fact that they kind of just said oh by the way when you start playing this it might not be actually good quality yeah 
thanks. <laughs> it's it's bonkers that a company as big as Google have dropped the ball so badly on this. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know, I don't know the reasonings behind the scenes, but like this product had a lot of hype coming when it was first announced, and it's sort of the first next step into the the sort of cloud streaming realm for video games. And it feels like they're just going to fall flat on their face straight out of the gate. Uh, a lot of ill will with fans. Like, as you said, like you, you pay a good amount of money to be an early adopter on this and they can't even guarantee your controller to arrive on launch. <laughs> like it's going to be a few weeks later. Like all they can promise you with is, oh, you'll get access to be able to sign up and claim your, like your Stadia ID, you know, your yeah. gamer handle. It's like, yeah, cool, man. That shouldn't cost me 500 bucks or whatever. Like Exactly. My and goodness. like the most common phrase that's being added is you're paying to be a glorified like te- like tester. Yeah. Like that's all you are. You're just testing the service for them. Yeah. And like 12 games on launch, which is next to nothing. They're all current mm. games. Like there's no there's no new exclusive that's dropping there to get a little bit of sizzle. It's it's going to be a very very messy launch, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll comment comment about it on the Hungry Gamers. Yeah. A couple other quick hitters here. Uh, Yakuza is coming to Game Pass. Yes. So obviously it was a, a PlayStation exclusive for many, many moons. PC has got access to a few of them, but now it's coming to the Xbox One. So uh, we're getting Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Kiwami 2. Uh, and they're all coming to Game Pass sometime in 2020. Uh, I think that's a pretty big get because it has been mm. a PlayStation-owned uh, IP for many, many years. Uh, on that similar front uh final fantasy is coming to xbox in a big big way we're talking final fantasy 7 8 remastered 9 uh xhd remastered x2 12 13 uh 13 2 and lightning returns uh, all coming to xbox one and pc and uh most of them i think or maybe all of them will be available on xbox game pass so that's huge uh phil spencer also told journalists that final fantasy 14 is making the transition to xbox one as well and uh it's going to be cross-platform so you'll be able to play with your playstation and pc fan uh friends uh for final fantasy 14 so that's that's pretty big it's pretty big wild Mm. especially for like playstation exclusive content that's just like all of a sudden available with microsoft so that's pretty cool yakuza is great anyone that never has played a yakuza game when it happens definitely dive into it it's so So underrated it's so underrated that franchise so good so much better than uh what's what's that other what's that other game coming out so much better than shenmue which comes out in like a week and no one gives a rat's ass about it like it's bonkers Shenmue is like way on the opposite side. Yeah. I don't even think it's on the same freaking earth. Yeah. More like Shenpoo, yeah. am I right? Oh, got him. Ka-chow. All right. Halo Reach will soon be part of the Master Chief collection. So Reach is coming to Xbox One, Windows 10, and Games Pass on December 3rd of this year. So, you know, five weeks away. And uh, Master Ooh. Chief Collection will be available on Windows 10 and Steam. So get ready to enjoy Halo on PC again. Uh, you know, that's that's pretty big for a lot of Halo uh, purists out there to get uh reach part of the collection and then be able to play all these games on their computer so uh nice work microsoft uh age of empires 4 yes. so uh pre-alpha gameplay of age of empires 4 looked fantastic i must say my goodness uh the gameplay they had was mighty impressive showed the mongols and the english as the first two civilizations that you can play 
And uh, also the dedicated Age of Empires studio has been established called World's Edge. And Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition is also available now on PC. Yeah. Oh, all that time wasted on these games where I've, I've been playing like just old, old games like this. And now it's all come back. Yeah. Now I'll get to... What's old is new kick. again or what's old is less old, <laughs> just slightly remastered. I was going to say all that practice now will mean I'll get to kick everyone's asses, but it's not going to matter. I still <laughs> have the worst kind of gameplay when it comes to this. I build base and I don't have an army, so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all about the building. I'm all like, like we've yeah. talked about that with Minecraft and stuff and like SimCity. I just like the building, like building yeah. my little community or my city or whatever. I'm all about that. I don't have an interest in going into the underworld and, and fighting bloody bad enemies and stuff like that like nah, just let me build a build whatever dream i i want to on this landscape here yeah exactly leave me be just leave me with my my hammer and nails and let me go <laughs> so crossfire x got a bit of love uh which is done through Smallgate entertainment and it's a shooter that is huge 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 in korea one of the biggest uh arena shooters in korea uh it's it's a collaboration between Smallgate remedy and xbox game studios and it's coming out in 2020 and it will be free to play on Xbox One. No conf- uh, confirmation if it's going to be cross-platform or anything like that. But uh, that that's a pretty big get because, uh, yeah, Crossfire or Crossfire X is what this one is going to be. is massive, massive. The Koreans absolutely love it. So uh, it's, it's cool to see Microsoft jumping into the West and, and trying to grab a couple more of these unique, uh, unique titles such as Crossfire. Uh, the next one, Last Stop. It's an adventure game taking place in London with three protagonists, John, Mina, and Donna. Looks like there's a bit of body snatching and supernatural shenanigans yeah. taking place. But finding out what the deal is will likely be part of the game. It's the latest title from Variable State. The folks behind the indie adventure Virginia, which sort of was that uh, uh, walking simulator that was very much X-Files-esque. Uh, oh. wasn't too bad. I enjoyed Virginia. The game's coming soon, so we don't know when uh, that exactly means. But yeah, it looked interesting. And who doesn't who doesn't want to uh, get amongst the supernatural and maybe snatch some bodies? Exactly. Madonna. Madonna. All right, last one. Wasteland 3 closed out the show. And uh, Phil Spencer was up there talking about all the excitement of bringing it to the Xbox One. He noted that Xbox One was light on major RPGs this this generation, and many of the announcements today were about fixing that. Wasteland 3 moves from the deserts to the frozen wilds of the post-apocalypse, and it's coming out on May 19th, 2020. I haven't really played a Wasteland game. Like, it's isometric <laughs> top-down. It sort of looks like Diablo just in the West or with, like, apocalyptic gun runners. It's sort of the way okay. the... Um, I thought it was like XCOM. Like, well, I've, I've got to be honest, I'm not familiar with Wasteland. I've This was the first I've ever heard of it. And I did watch the trailer briefly. A lot of lead up. Um, yeah. And then at the end, you kind of saw a bit of um, gameplay. But yeah, not don't think this one's for me. Nah, me either. Me either. Like I've seen it pop up and I think I've gotten keys for it in like various humble bundles and stuff. But yeah, it just does not attach itself to me in any way shape or form but it's it's a pretty big title somehow like obviously this is the third game in the franchise and from what i've seen it sells reasonably well and it's got a pretty good community but uh yeah i don't know i don't know it's cool that it's jumping from pc across to the xbox so i think that's probably a a decent get will it Mm. will it have much of a 
a sort of fan base build on the Xbox. Who knows? Uh, coming out next year though, May nineteenth. So uh, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Hmm. And outside of that, a couple of other ones. Rust is coming to Xbox. So uh, oh, get ready to see all them swinging dicks. Uh, Rust will be out sometime in 2020. Cart Rider Drift is also coming out in 2020, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, I love me a good kart racer. So uh, we'll see if this can somehow rival Mario Kart. I doubt it. But every every uh, platform likes to have them. They need to bring back... What was that kart game called? Mod Nation Races. They need to bring that back on the PlayStation. Did you remember that one? No. And you could build your own tracks and stuff and customize. It was one of the first kart games that had a real deep level of customization. Uh, I'm sorry. Have you played Lego? (laughs) Yes, I've played Lego Races. (laughs) But Mod Nation Race, I think it was PlayStation 3 or maybe it was 2. Maybe it goes back to like the PS2 days. But it was a cracker. Love me some Mod Nation mm-hmm. races. Customize how your little racer looks and your outfits and your cart and your color schemes and can build sweet tracks. But anyway, Cart mm. uh, Rider Drift coming to the uh, Xbox and then, uh, yeah, Rust. So it was, I think it was pretty good. Like X- XO19, I think it was a pretty good event. No huge blockbusters announced, but uh, you know, Microsoft trying to bring more games to Xbox One and Xbox Games Pass got a lot of emphasis and a pretty big push. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also good that he's also acknowledging that certain specific game styles are missing from the, like, especially the console. Like, they also put um, Planet Coaster. Yes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Planet Coaster. Yeah, there's a lot of games where I'm, like, always interested to see the, like, transition between, like, usually PC, like, mouse and keyboard play, and then seeing it on a console. And I'm like, I guess they can do mouse and keyboard, but, I mean, majority use, like, the controller. So, seeing that, how that gets translated is always interesting. Yeah, but no, I think it was a, it was a good showing from Microsoft overall. Obviously, Project X Cloud was a was a big focus, and as we said, it, it certainly feels in a better position than Google Stadia does at at, the, at this time. So uh, mm. <laughs> watch this space there. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was cool. There was a couple of games there like um, that certainly piqued my interest. I think that the the coolest one for me was Grounded. I just think. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in a video game is going to be fantastic. Uh, tell yeah. me why, and then probably Everwild were the, the main three that made me go, oh, yeah, I'm keen. I'll yeah. play that. Yeah, Everwild, Grounded, Artful Escape, and maybe I'm like just a tiny bit, like slightly interested in Bleeding Edge. I want to see more or know more. I just, yeah, I want to see what they're doing with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... uh. That's been the news here at the Hungry HQ. Is there anything anything else you want to say or or add before we, we close this bad boy up for another week? No, I just um, hope everyone finally gets their hands on Disney Plus and catches up. I apologize for all the spoilers that the Americans are going for. So stay away from your IGNs and all those other publications because chances are they're going to spoil the shit. Like they already have. So just yeah. try your best to avoid it or any article about it. And um, yeah, check out the Jeff Goldblum TV show as well. Hell yeah. And go check out Terminator Dark Fate, goddammit. It's so good. <laughs> I'm going to stand on this soapbox until people watch this movie. It's failing at the box office and we're never going to see any more Terminator. Go watch Dark Fate, goddammit. It's fantastic. Schwarzenegger and Hamilton are back. It's a tour de force. It's brilliant. I love it. Terminator Dark oh Fate, God. go watch it. And also play Pokemon Sword and Shield and add us on the Nintendo friend ID thing so we can trade and battle and stuff. 
because I oh, need yeah. to get some exclusives from Shield because I know Dream probably won't send him to us because he's a prick. I ain't Shield. Oh no, don't worry. I'll I'll get us. Okay. I'll get us a hookup. Cool. All right. Well, this has been episode 173 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Thank you for stopping on by and uh, showing us that love as way of listens, downloads, iTunes reviews, and just general social media support. It means an awful lot to us all here. But yeah, until next week, Happy Nation, where we come back for episode 174. Much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.